Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. And on this episode, we're going to discuss how you have to be aware what's happening in your market. And you have to understand the brands that you could possibly be compared to and how they're doing could dictate how your company or how your market views your level of success. As always, the show is brought to you by Rhythm AI. If you are looking for the best sales optimization tool in the industry, go give Rhythm AI a try. Go to getrhythm.com, G-E-T-R-I-T-H-M.com. Try the professional version if you're individual, or you can sign up for Teams if you are a manager for just $1 per person for the first month to try it out. It's a sales optimization tool. It's going to help you with prospecting, routing, routing, and targeting. And it's going to make sure you're calling on the right people at the right locations at the right times with the right frequencies. So go to rhythmai.com or getrhythm.com. So you're humming along in your territory and everything is going great. But how others are doing in your market and how others that are comparable to you are doing are going to dictate the perception of your success or your failure. I'll give you an example. Let's take the city of Baltimore, for instance. I grew up a diehard Baltimore Orioles fan. And yes, it is diehard because I think I'm just dead. I don't even know if I'm a fan anymore. I, I know about three guys on the team because they have been so bad for so long. And I don't live in the city anymore, but it was my, fa- it was my dad's family's team. And so I, I watched Cal Ripken growing up as a kid. Absolutely loved him. He's my favorite baseball player. He was known for his consistency. The Iron Man played every day. No matter if he was hurt, he played. Tired, he played. He played. He went to work every single day. He showed up. And the Orioles had some moderate success. I was too young for the Orioles' last world championship, which was in 1982. Or was it 1983? See, I can't even remember. They made the playoffs several times. Had a great ball club in 1998. And that was the year they failed to make the World Series, even though they had the best record, I believe, in baseball. The Baltimore Orioles were the staple in the city of Baltimore. It was the Orioles and the Colts, the Baltimore Colts NFL team that left for Indianapolis in the, in the middle of the night. And it just crushed the soul of everyone in Baltimore. And so after they left, it was an Orioles town. Camden Yards is a gorgeous ballpark and they packed it every single night. Well, that was until about the 2000s. And one of the issues was the owner of the Baltimore Orioles is extremely cheap. He doesn't want to pay free agents. He doesn't want to invest in the minor league system. And he's just kind of happy going along to getting along or getting along to go along, whatever the phrase is. Well, in comes the Baltimore Ravens, the expansion team, quote unquote, and I use quote unquote expansion because the team was new to Baltimore but it was the former Cleveland Browns. And so if you're not really familiar with the history of the NFL, the Cleveland Browns left Cleveland owner, Art Modell picked up the team and moved to Baltimore. Later, the city of Cleveland got a new expansion team and they called themselves the Cleveland Browns. So the Baltimore Ravens enter, I think it was in the late nineties or the early aught decade. And they go to a Super Bowl. And they win a Super Bowl. 
And all of a sudden you can see the tides turning and I have family still in Baltimore and they even mentioned the tide started to turn from a Ravens town, or I'm sorry, an Orioles town to a Ravens town. Fast forward about 20 years. The Orioles are having trouble, major league ball club. The Orioles are having trouble getting 10,000 fans to fill a 45,000 seat stadium. They're barely cracking 10,000. The Baltimore Ravens are getting more than that at their, at their, uh, uh, not, not spring training, their fall football camp practice. They, they sell out every game. And so while there is no quote unquote competition for baseball in Baltimore that Peter Angelos, the owner of the Orioles has to worry about, he has to worry about the fact that people with their dollars are going to choose which sporting events they're going to go to. There's more options in the city of Baltimore. If you're a sports fan now, are you going to go see Lamar Jackson and the exciting Baltimore Ravens? Or are you going to go see the no-name Baltimore Orioles who continue to, to be under 500 and an embarrassment to baseball? The answer is simple for me. I would go to the Ravens any day of the week and twice on Sunday. This happens in a lot of markets, especially in sports. It happens in a lot of markets where the once storied franchise is overtaken by the upstart. The Atlanta Braves just won another World Series. Don't you think there's a lot of pressure on the Atlanta Falcons to win? Isn't isn't it ironic that Matt? There's been talk about getting Matt Ryan out of the Atlanta market for years, and it doesn't happen until the Atlanta Braves win a World Series. Isn't that interesting? Because you know what those executives in the Atlanta Falcons uh, meeting rooms are saying to themselves behind closed doors? We have to make a big move. We have to make a big move now. We can't wait. We can't allow the Atlanta Braves to win another World Series ring. And we're not even making the playoffs. Because those executives know that people are going to be start talking in the city of Atlanta. And they're going to want them fired. So it's interesting when there's technically not another NFL club in Atlanta, but the Atlanta Falcons are feeling the heat from a baseball team as are the Orioles, a baseball team feeling the heat from the Baltimore Ravens. This is happening, whether you know it or not in your local market, whether you sell a product or a service, you may or may not have a direct competitor. But one of your competitors is A, somebody not making a decision, status quo. Or B, it's them choosing to spend their money on something else. And what might not be known to you is the relationships that your executives at your company have with other executives in that space. So if you say, wow, you know, the market's just really tough, blah, blah, blah. And that executive knows that your clients are buying products in different sectors. It makes you look really, really bad. And so 
the whole story about this is you can't singularly focus on your product line. You have to understand that your clients, your prospects and your targets, they are spending dollars on something. Okay. Just because they haven't purchased anything from you does not mean they're not spending money. And if they tell you they don't have money, well, they're full of shit. (laughs) I hate to say it. They're full of shit. Everybody has money. Okay. Everyone has money. You just haven't done a great enough job to understand how a small investment from them today will make their life, their job, their business better in the future. That's all that has happened because people are willing to spend money and invest in things where they understand the return is going to better their prospect. Period. That's how everyone operates. Think about you and your personal life. If you're looking to invest money, you think to yourself, okay, what's the ROI? I spent $1,000 on this course or this program or whatever. Okay, what am I going to get out of it? Is it going to net me a $10,000 increase in sales? If not, maybe it's not worth it to me. You're not just going to buy it and say, well, you know, I, th- I think it's going to work and not have any expectations. Your clients, your prospects, and your targets are the exact same way. So don't sit around like, the Baltimore Orioles or the Atlanta Falcons. Well, I'll take that back. The Atlanta Falcons actually made some moves. Don't sit around like the Baltimore Orioles and just say to yourself, well, you know, this is the best we can do. And we're the only ball club in town. And, you know, and you can say to yourself, well, I'm the only rep in my territory. So this is as good as I can do. No, you can always do better. But just realize that money is being spent in your territory. So think about not being the Baltimore Orioles. Think about being more like the Atlanta Falcons, realizing, hey, I got to make some moves. I got to make some bold moves. If things aren't happening, you have to examine your process and you have to examine your system and see if there's a flaw. See if there's a flaw. Because your company has entrusted you to go out and make it happen. If there's something missing, then you need to be able to identify it and take plans to rectify that. That's what they're really paying you for, especially the higher up you get. You're expected to find those answers or ask for help. But just because you're the only rep in a territory with your product and maybe you don't have a competitor doesn't mean that there's no competition for your dollars. Those are your dollars out there. Go out and take it. Go out and get it. Hit your quotas, hit your goals, hit your bonuses, make as much money as possible, be as successful as possible, and stay in outside sales. That's the message of the day. Forgot to mention when I first started, there's 18 selling days left in the quarter. Good luck with your last 18 selling days, and hopefully you're starting to plan for your Q3. And by the way, you should be able to do both simultaneously. You should be able to execute your Q2 plan, but still come up with your Q3 plan. If you need some help on how to do that, reach out to the show, Mike at survivingoutsidesales.com. I can give you some tips. It's very simple. It's all about uh, segmentation. So you can reach out to me. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, download uh, the show. Give us five stars on the platforms that allow that. We really do appreciate that. It really does help expanding this to a greater audience. And send this out to someone you know 
share this with a friend and have them share with another friend. Take action. So good luck for the rest of the day. And uh, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. This has been Surviving Outside Sales. Thank you.